following podcast contains spoilers and words like fuck, fuck, and fuck. We watch it. We watch it. Hello, everybody. Happy Halloween and welcome back to We Watch a Thing. You've got B Dizzle, and this week I am blessed to have one of the most wonderful women in the world joining me, the host of the ever wonderful Tasteless podcast. It's Emily Higgins. How you doing, Em? Hi. I, your rebranding as B Dizzle is still a lot for me to take in. <laughs> I must say, I was slightly offended in this film when uh, someone makes fun of Thomas Middleditch for, for giving his group a nickname. And I'm like, hey, I gave myself a nickname and it totally works. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment to it. <laughs> but to see you say it is so different. I know. As soon as I put up the new artwork, I got a message from both Topher and Sam Hurley from Movie Reviews and 20Q saying, well, I can't subscribe to a podcast that says be Dizzle in it. So I'm out. <laughs> You had to make a name for yourself. You had to yeah. set yourself apart. That's right, man. <laughs> and it's in the classiest font too. Like I love your your like your design of it. And so it's just in this like really nice and it says Dizzle. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, thank you very much. So how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I, I feel like whenever I record a podcast, there is an earthquake and there was one last night. So we might be safe right now. <laughs> uh I did I used to record my closet and once everything fell on me and it was so scary. (laughs) So I'm just out in the open now. And if you see something happen, please report it to the authorities. I I will. I'll I'll keep an eye on that door behind you. (laughs) Just see if everything comes crashing down. (laughs) So this week I reached out to you because you and I have quite similar tastes and that I think that is to say we have none so mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm the guy who likes Tommy Boy and your whole shtick is defending horrible movies most of which I agree with you on so yes. I said you know let's do something for Halloween together what's a what's a horror movie that you love and you came back to me with the final girls which I gotta be honest I'd never heard of this film did you see it when it came out I did I saw it at a film festival in I think the LA Film Fest in Los Angeles just because I love Malin Ackerman so much and she was in it and so I like got tickets and I went and had no idea what to expect and honestly at that point in time wasn't really a horror fan yeah like hadn't gotten back in it was later that I got like back into all of the urban legend Valentine I know what you did last summer and so I just saw it and was like, this is incredible. Like, I loved it so much. I swear there was a Q&A after with, like, Nina Dobrev and Tessa Farmiga and Angela Trimber, who I adore, and, like, the director. And I just was like, this is so inventive and cool. And it's in, I think, top five, like, Desert Island movies for me now, like, ever since. And yeah, so right. whenever I can make someone watch it, like, I'm so <laughs> excited. The fact that you hadn't heard of it, I was like, oh, my God. I, I, he's going to watch it. This is such a big day. That's high praise that it's Desert Island material. That's that's some pretty next level stuff. Yeah. It's really, and if I broke it down, like if I just looked at it, it wouldn't seem like it was, like if I just look at just the cast or just any piece of it individually. But even rewatching it this week, I was truly just like sobbing, like this is so good. (laughs) Well, let's crack right into it then. The Final Girls is a 2015 American comedy slasher film directed by Todd Strauss-Chilson and written by M.A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller. It stars Taysa Farmiga, Malin Ackerman, Adam Devine, Thomas Middleditch, Alia Shawkat, Alexander Ludwig and Nina Dobrev. And hit me with this. What is it about, M? Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) Tessa Farmiga 
she's the daughter of Malin Ackerman, and Malin was an actress in like 80 slasher movies, but now is, I think, a waitress, like, can't really get a part, isn't doing that well, and tragedy strikes her. So Tessa is dealing with that, and there was like a basically movie house kind of anniversary screening of the movie that her mom starred in. Yeah. So she goes to it, and they get sucked into the movie, and she gets to experience the film and and be connected to her mom again and it's like plays on all the slasher tropes in a way that is oh i just love it so much yeah <laughs> it's a it, great cast oh it is a great cast the cast is excellent and as you said it's a it's a very inventive fun premise you know like we've seen like meta horror movies before like in some ways this i would say this is quite close to scream in the way that it plays with the tropes and stuff but yeah. interesting premise for sure. And a little like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And, like, and I, I feel like that genre really hasn't been done enough. Like I'm surprised it's not more covered ground. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen a little bit of the kind of sucked into a, a story type thing. Would you say this is better than the page master, Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> Yes, and I would say, even though it's tough, I think it is better than Pleasantville. Oh, that's- Although I love that film. I adore Pleasantville. That is a great film. Oh, you've great got film. me Another there. Another great cast. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but this, to me, is just like a genre. Like, I like that it plays with- it's like a commentary on movies, whereas Pleasantville was more just like, how sad was how sad was the 50s? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> women's rights right right <laughs> we're all gray yeah. i'm i'm gonna say something here I, i'm probably oh, gonna no. get us off on the wrong foot and i'm okay. really sorry about that em okay. i liked this movie i uh-huh. pati- i particularly i really 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 enjoyed the first half hour i was like man this is this is a fun ride we're in for some cool stuff my problem with the film is that it never gets scary it never even tries to be scary and that's fine it's a it's a comedy film but my issue is that about halfway through because it's not scary it also stops trying to be funny at that point and it works a lot less for me in the second half and i'm really sorry i have to say that but i didn't i didn't love it (laughs) that's okay i think even on rewatching it i was like there aren't really stakes because like there's not really like so if they die it's probably fine you know yeah like who, there's nothing i think the middle to me like the maybe i don't love the first like 20 minutes oh really i like kind oh, of wow. the middle chunk when they first are getting into that world and then they're kind of using it to their advantage yeah. like when they're having malin say the um the flashback story again to to yeah, get the that flashback was, that was going cool, actually yeah all of that sort of using the world. And then I think the end is abysmal. I yes. think the last like five minutes is is criminal. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like this movie was so good. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen them play with those tropes a little more. Like it's it's established almost as soon as they get into the world that the movie restarts every 92 minutes. You know, every time. Right. The, and I was I was waiting for them to kind of use that to their advantage. Like just restart the whole thing at a certain point. 
and it never comes and i get it okay that might have made the movie too long if we effectively see, or if we you know maybe if we see them all die and then it starts back at the beginning again because as yeah. you say there's no stakes but at the same time there are because it's never really established what happens if they die right i th- i there's something to me and this is usually not my interest at all like this is not what i look for in a movie but the mother daughter relationship i think Malin ackerman yep. is so good i agree and she's so- the stand out to me Walking that line of when she's the character in the film still like caring about her daughter, I thought was just, I was again crying so much as she <laughs> undoes her shirt, bra out. And I'm yeah. just like, oh God, so beautiful. I, I agree. I have to say, given that by that point I had started to lose interest, it was amazing how much emotion I felt at that moment. Like that was a, that was a pretty stellar moment. <laughs> I can't hear Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> and also I will I will admit like the cast, I mean, I think there are some people that I love, but there are a lot of people that are just it's a very middling like we could afford this cast cast. Yep. Yep. I was going to ask so, you about a couple of cast members. Where are you, you on the the more comedic like where are you on adam devine for example he's very do not like yeah okay i'm a bit the same and i've seen him in roles where he's quite likable to an extent but i feel like he can only ever get so likable he really because i loved i was somebody that saw like pitch perfect at theaters it was like yes and he was the <laughs> yeah, jerk he was the gross out in that and i was yeah. just like i haven't liked him since that i just I don't like that sense of humor. I don't like that him. He's just gross. I wouldn't have liked, like, I don't like that character in a yeah. in a slasher movie. And also, honestly, you're tr- you're doing a trope on the crop top guy in an 80s movie. Give me something I want to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, what it's are we true. doing? And honestly, I feel like it actually takes it a bit far. Like, I get that it's making fun of 80s movies. And, you know, in the 80s, people were more sexist and obviously horror movies have a lot of sex and stuff in them but he's kind of next level really like it's not it's not what you'd realistically see in an 80s horror film yeah and so then to then have thomas middleditch who we also now are he's off the <laughs> off the we're not supposed oh, to has, like him has he, he been cancelled oh yeah what happened with he's thomas middleditch i'm so out of he, the loop fill me in well so he did an, an interview with Playboy talking about how him and his wife like ha- are like swiggers and do threesomes oh, and stuff, but how his oh, wife wow. like really isn't into it and like, but he makes her do oh. it was kind of the vibe of the article. Yeah, that's And then they cool. wound up getting divorced and then multiple people talked about how he was bad to work with. And oh, so, wow. See, because I'm a big he, fan of Silicon Valley, which is, I from memory, the well, only thing TJ I've seen. Well, also is. Well, yeah. <laughs> renowned scumbag. <laughs> yeah. So it's tough. I usually... Love Thomas Middleditch, but even in this, like him, him just being like, "Oh yeah, that's cool, Adam Devine." I was like, "All right," I was like, "Calm down, we get it. You're a fan of these movies." Him just co-signing everything Adam did was like, yeah. n- not cool. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. But but the relationship between him and Aaliyah Shawkat, I really liked as Same. like stepbrother and sister. And I love her. I think she's a really underrated actress. I don't know if you're a fan of Arrested Development at all, but not shockingly i never got into it i kept trying i kept trying i think i don't like jason bateman i only cared about jessica walter and portia de rossi i mean they're fantastic in it yeah get everybody else yeah that was such a great ensemble cast and alia shawkat was so great in that show and i just think she has such great comic timing but 
in such a naturalistic way, I think, that's kind of rare. It's not it's not this over-the-top, you know, it's not like when you watch Tina Fey and she's wonderful, but she's a comedian. Whereas Alia yes. Shawkat, I think she she's very natural at what she does. She is. Like, and I remember she was like the friend. She was Elliot Page's friend in Whip It. And I remember seeing that and being like, oh, she's cool. Like, she's yeah. just always someone where like, that's the person who in high school, I was like, I hope I'm like that. Like, that's <laughs> what I want to be, you know? Yeah. She's great. And I love, I love Angela Trimber who plays the blonde. Um, yep. she's like an act, she's like an LA person who I think she maybe did improv. She like does dance events all around Los Angeles. So that's like what she does. So she's constantly posting videos of herself dancing. <laughs> and I was, it was so cool to see that tapped into in this movie from this very like specific person that I followed. <laughs> Cause her thing I think could have been. So she plays the like blonde, like slutty one who's just going yeah. bananas. And that could have been as one note to me as the Adam Devine character. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't. I thought it was just so fu- the dancing to Cherry Pie was oh. just so funny. I agreed. Yeah, they, they did it. I don't know how they managed to straddle that line, actually. But you're right. For some reason, even though it was just as one note. It remained funny. And that scene where she's got like the mittens on and the life jacket and she's like struggling to try and pull her top off because that's what this character is supposed to do. Yeah. It was very funny. And just that when the cameras, they're trying to run and they just keep being brought back to the same place. And she's like, hey, you guys, or whatever she says. And she just says it like eight times. Yeah. This is so (laughs) clever. Maybe the movie works better as all the individual scenes. Yeah, it doesn't really have like an ending, like a through line. Yeah, yeah. Now you just brought up the the camera work. It's one issue I have with the film is that Ooh. the entire thing is shot very like. There's some nice cinematography, but it's very modern and it's very consistent. I would have really loved if when they were in the film, which I guess arguably it's a huge chunk of the film. It's the majority of the film is them inside this world. But I would have loved to have seen them playing with some more kind of 80s looking techniques, you know, some crash zooms, those kind of film techniques that we just, these days we think of as cheesy and outdated. I would have loved to have seen them play with a bit more of that because there's a lot of very, like there's a lot of moving camera, lots of whipping, you know, there's some obvious CG in the film and obvious CG camera work. I just would have loved them to really play a little bit more. With that. It, now that you say it, it's like I feel like one of the they tried so many different things in it. It's weird that they didn't do that mm. or even just have them like while they're walking around, like walk past some grain or something like yeah. it's weird that they didn't that they only embraced it in these specific small like we're doing a cool thing. Hour goes by. We're doing a cool thing. Yeah. You better not make me mad at this movie. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, keep it no, on your desert is, island list. No, this is all I've wanted is to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know all of, like, were you familiar with most of these actors, like the little Farmiga, Adam, like all of these people? I was not familiar with either Tessa Farmiga or Millen Ackerman. So... Yeah, no, not really. And uh, can I say something? No idea who Nina Dobrev is either. I know that she's a person that I'm supposed to know, but I just don't. Is she from Disney or something? Like, was she on That's So Raven? (laughs) She was on Vampire Diaries, which I never watched, which was like 40 seasons or whatever, right? And all the spinoffs. And so she was like big on that. So I really didn't know her, but I did 
quite enjoy her in this. At first, I thought she was, I was like, all right, she's the one, she wants the hot guy, she wants this. But I did like that she was kind of like, well, I'm the bitch in the 80s horror movies, so I'm probably not going to make it. I was like, all right, yeah. I like the self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that was nice. And that was where it got into that kind of scream territory, the playing with the stereotypes and self-awareness, you know, the whole, you got to be a virgin to make it to the end. And like, you know, that's all fun, interesting stuff to play with. Yeah. I She's... So famous, and I only know her from that. And then she was like a sidekick in Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. As soon as I heard the name, Nina Dobrev, I'm like, I know the name, but I don't know why. <laughs> you know what? At the, at the, that reminds me, at the premiere I went to, which she was there, people, she walked past me as I was walking in, and teens were chasing her, screaming really? pictures up, security with her. And I was like, Where's Marlin? I don't want to see somebody my age. Where's the mom from the movie? Get her out Wow. Here. So this movie's six years old. So I'm guessing Vampire Diaries must have been big at that time or? It was. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. Okay. So you were saying at the, at the time you first saw this, you weren't really a fan of horror movies and you are a little bit more now. Were you at any point in this film scared? Do you feel like you're supposed to be like- do you think this is actually like would you describe this as a comedy horror or would you just describe it as a comedy? I it's tough. I would maybe say comedy slasher with the like caveat that I I get scared of more modern movies. Like I've got I get like Rosemary's Baby, etc., but the the type of like horror movie I like, the slasher, etc., I don't find scary. Yeah, and I so, guess like, I'm a little bit the same. Like I don't find scream or anything scary. What I love is the fun of a horror movie for the most yeah, part. Yeah, like all of those not like late 90s, early 2000 I don't fight scary. And then when I go back and watch the 80s one, like when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, I guess Nightmare on Elm Street was kind of, what's the one with Jason? The one that this is actually- Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. I watched that for the first time and I was like, I don't know what's happening here and I'm not interested. (laughs) You know, I think still original Halloween does such a good job of building tension. Yeah. And I would, I bet that the first time I watched it, I was scared and I I was scared seeing like Halloween, the new Halloween, the 2018 one, but- yeah. I I like like my favorite horror is those those funny ish or just yeah. like goofy like tongue in cheek. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's not like a midsummer where I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I I just I I totally get that. I just wish it had a little bit more tension in it. You know, like for example, last night I threw on Speed just for fun, which is such a fun movie. But there are so many times where you're, like, on the edge of your seat. Like, every time you see that speedometer start to slow down, you're like, oh, fuck. She's got to go. I just just wish that I had at least one moment like that in this film where I was, like, really cared and and got worried about something. Yeah, they have all the pieces of it, but I'm never – that mask is, like, gross. I don't like old-timey boys bullying (laughs) each other. That scares me. But – it's you're right there's never like a fear of him yeah when people die and other people kind of cry about it i didn't feel anything for that yeah the how actually the the flashback scene was great and i loved the use of the text on the ground that they all step over (laughs) that was that was fun 
And then just like that dripping of just the time yeah. warp. But again, like old timey boys are so scary. They really are. I don't know what it's, it, it's even just the way they dress is kind of creepy. Yes. <laughs> like little striped shirts and like a lot of freckles and a crew cut. And they're just like, we might stab you with a pocket knife. You don't know. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, like it's bad enough even these days. But back then. A teenage boy could do whatever they wanted and get away with it. If you wanted to throw fireworks at someone, you could do it and it'd be fine. Like, you'd, you'd be fine. <laughs> especially, I feel like, if you're doing it to another boy. Like, set another boy on fire and the counselor's going to be like, well, that's boys. boys They're trying will to be your be friends. Boys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> throw them some fireworks back. Yeah. Did a boy ever, like, pull your hair because they had a crush on you? <laughs> the only thing I remember so distinctly is throwing a stick at a kid in kindergarten I liked and then he started bleeding and I've never stopped thinking about that. Uh, and I truly, it haunts me. <laughs> so, so no, I threw things at other people. I was that kid. It's like the firecrackers. Yep. He's going to come with a mask and a machete and get me one day and be like, I didn't forget. <laughs> that's, that's I'm his Facebook friend funny. to keep an eye on him. Okay, well, that's good you check in. Just make sure that he hasn't been, like, long-term stick damaged. <laughs> right. Everything's okay. He's still in the same state. All right. <laughs> oh, man. See, I was always, like, a, a soppy romantic. I grew up listening to The Cure as a very young child. So, oh, I was no. the, I would I would never throw anything. <laughs> Did you write, like, a nice poem for someone? Yes, yes. I and was, not sign I was, it? I was the poetry kid. Yep, always anonymous in their locker. <laughs> yeah. I bet at least one person still has one. Like, I was going through papers the other day. The papers that I've kept are so weird, and I bet someone still has one of those poems like in, like, a so. binder. <laughs> when you say binder, that sounds creepy, though. I mean, not like they've just got, kept a bunch of people's poems and it's their trophies <laughs> for murders, but, like, also maybe there's some homework in there and it's in a back of a closet yeah, and okay, they forgot right. about it. That makes more sense to me. Because you, like, say, you oh, say binders, I go straight to binders of women. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> they're just like, these are the people I got to revisit one day. <laughs> See if he's still interested. <laughs> See if the Billy store is still open for business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's talk the the soundtrack to this film. It slaps, man. Like, the, the 80s music is so great. And I like that it was very consistent, even when in reality it wouldn't have been. Like, most movies like this don't tend to have a soundtrack. I love that they played on the Friday the 13th film with the ch ch like that was that's the version that i know yeah right yeah and i love the way that they play with that and you know the characters can hear it and know that he's coming um but just a great soundtrack it's very well put together i i love betty davis eyes so much now because of this movie because it makes me think of Mon ackerman sacrificing herself and taking her shirt off and i think that's beautiful And cherry pie is a classic. Uh, it always just is. Been. You want to hear it? Like nobody's like. Oh, I wish you would turn that off. Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, I can't think of a single person who would say turn this off when it plays. No, everybody's like, oh, <laughs> I'm feeling this. Yeah, and it just it sets the mood very well. I also would be at that. Like I would be the person that's at that whatever anniversary. Just like one of the actresses died, and I'm just there. Like, yes, I finally get to see this on the big screen. So it did speak to me on that level. 
Yeah, now that I was a little confused at that point until they clarified. So it wasn't the anniversary of the film coming out. It was the anniversary of her death. I just picked up on that in my most recent watch. And I was like, that's really messed up. It's a really <laughs> dick move of Thomas Middleditch to insist on her coming. Like, that is a real dick move. We know your mom died. We're all going to watch this movie and <laughs> charge admission. I mean, I'm sure she got in free and get like a big billboard. How okay? I just have to say because I'm thinking now about them at the theater. I was so mad when that guy, the the like cute guy, Chris, is like, "We'll put our M and M's in our popcorn. It's like a surprise in every bite." Like number one, everybody knows about that, and it should have been peanut M and M's. He just put normal M and M's in there. Oh yeah, or mul- I don't know if you have them over there, Maltesers, Maltesers, and I've had them. We have a we have a worse version in Whoppers. Right. But, yeah. but it's like, he's like, oh, it's crazy. Like, you just take a hit. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Why is this the guy that everybody's into? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And thank you for doing the quotation marks when you said <laughs> cute. Because I need to ask you about this. He's not an attractive gentleman, is he? He is theoretically in films. I feel like that's the role he played. He, he was in Magic Mike, maybe. Maybe really? I'm making that up. Because he's something. a strange looking fellow. I, I feel like, yeah, he looks like one of those like UFC fighters where maybe they got punched too many times. Yeah, his like, face happening? looks all kind of out of proportion. Yeah. <laughs> no, the men in this movie were not. I'm trying to think if there were any hunks. I don't recall one. <laughs> no eye candy? No, no eye candy. It wasn't a good array. <laughs> It's bad because that other guy had like that weird, really long earring. It was so long. He had one like long he feather in too. his ear. And yeah. I was like, that's, I, I, that, I can't look at that. <laughs> it was not hunks in this movie. But I guess that also makes it easier for the characters to like forget. Like, I don't care. He's dead, whatever. He wasn't that cute. <laughs> it's true. And it is actually, it's hard to feel bad for someone like that because he's literally a character. Like, it, no physical person is actually getting harmed. <laughs> yeah, it really is all very surface level. I feel like they took all of the emotional weight in the movie and just put it in the mother-daughter relationship yeah. and nowhere else. Like, it wasn't even really – they tried to do it, and I liked the attempts with Nina Dobrev being like – I liked when she was like, I'm sorry, Elite yeah. Shawkat, that I wasn't a good friend to you. But then she was like – and Tessa, like, when your mom died, you pulled away. Yeah, her mom died, dude. Yeah. Like – yeah, yeah it, it was so – and then she's like, anyway, well, I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, they really took all of their energy into that Malin yeah. stuff. And luckily, that part does work very, very well. Yeah. She, like I said, she is definitely the standout for me. She is so warm in this movie, like, yes. like you you want her as a mum. Like, and as yes. you say, it's really it's interesting they were able to balance that while she's actually playing a character, but it, it's very well done, I think. <laughs> when she kind of realizes like the tie that Tessa has with her, she says something to her that's like, oh, like honey, blah, blah, blah. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God, like she really like imbues that warmth. And I would even say, I don't know that Tessa brings it back at her. I don't yeah, know that anyone yeah. else in the movie is really firing on on those cylinders. Like, yeah. Tessa's fine. I don't have a problem with her. <laughs> but I just feel like Malin, even just seeing Malin, like, when she's talking to, pe- to other characters in the background, I'm like, God, she has to go talk to them. They're bringing 10% of what she's bringing to the table. Yeah. 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 She has to be with Adam Divine. Yeah. He's- uh, He just creeps me out a little. <laughs> 
I don't like it. I believe <laughs> him and that girl are married or were married. Paula, whoever played Paula. Really? And she's in a lot of movie season, so I would imagine Interesting. that's uh that's how she gets her roles. I don't know why I'm being so mean on your show. You, you're so catty. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I've got she's so got no talent. She clearly slept her way into the role. Jeez, Em. I will say that role could have been fun and it was really nothing. <laughs> I was like, okay, she blew up, bye. Yeah. Yeah, there's really zero purpose for it. The other thing for me is that I didn't believe that that is the character that would be the final girl anyway. Like, when you're playing with these tropes, it's very clear that Marlon is the character who would have been the final girl in a film like this. It's always the kind of girl next door, you know, babysitter type. You look at Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. So, I didn't understand the point of her being in it. It's literally like five minutes and she explodes and it's like, well, why? Like, you know, she rocks up wearing leather. She's not going to (laughs) survive. No, you're right. Because Mullen is the one that's like, oh, I really hope I lose it at camp this summer. I've never touched a boy. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of a horror movie where there's some like cool, self confident girl who does really well. Yeah, that's not what we want. We want Jamie Lee Curtis in her triangle hair, just kind of screaming and running back and forth. Exactly, and like you get to do it later. Yeah, and I get that it gives the film a nice dynamic because if she was already the final girl, there would be no journey to that. But it's still just a, it cheapens it a little when you're like you the whole shtick of this movie is playing with the tropes and in that case they just kind of ignored it just for the story to work right, and I guess they- because she slept with Adam Devine and had to be in the film according to you yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly she, they were like write this in I, I guess like if we had known like if Malin was the finer girl and we had known that this like Tessa would have had to deal with that earlier instead of it kind of becoming that sacrifice. But yeah. but you're right. They just kind of like pick and choose what they wanted to yeah. utilize. So you brought it up earlier. Let's talk about the ending of the film. <laughs> so she kills him. Credits roll, and I thought that rocked the idea of them like Love actually that. seeing the credits and being like, "What's that? It's the credits!" <laughs> like, yeah, that was awesome. And then we go to the sequel. <laughs> The, the pro- if the, if it had ended with the credits and then literally like climbing out into the theater and it's like the screening never happened or the like it's a day later or yeah. you know the fire was stopped and the firefighters are like how do I thought we evacuated every- I would have been fine with any of that I didn't need anything creative beyond the Same. end roll of credits yeah. so to then have them be in a hospital where like Thomas Middleditch's injury has carried over but not his death because i was just like and there's not going to be a sequel and everybody's pumped now so now we know for sure there are no stakes because all of these people who died are back yeah yeah and this is this is my big problem with like i don't know if they were trying to set up for a sequel like if they thought maybe a sequel would happen the issue is that her mom's not in the sequel and for me, as right. you've said, the kind of emotional weight of that relationship really, at least for me, is what carried the whole movie. I wasn't actually scared. Like, if it was a true horror movie, sure, a sequel could work if you were actually, yeah. like, scared and it had stakes. But I just don't understand the point. <laughs> just five uninterested people, except for Thomas Middleditch, walking around a horror movie like, well, we don't know why we're here. And we know that eventually we'll get kicked into the next one or maybe- 
we'll yeah. die here. Like, yeah, there's no way for it to work. So it was just, but I did, I do have to say the end end a bloopers. I love a bloopers end credit. Oh yeah. Situation. Bloopers, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although I was furious when I forget Malin like said something. Fu- D- Malin was like blotting her face with a tampon. And then someone was like blooper reel. And I was like, don't say it. Don't call yeah. this. Isn't like Babe Ruth calling a Homer. Oh my God. Like that disgusted me. <laughs> it takes away the natural magic. It it does. It does. I think the word disgusted is next level and honestly hilarious that it disgusted I, really, I heard that person in the background and truly was like, well, they just ruined it. <laughs> I hope I haven't like made you like, you know, angry or anything. <laughs> no, I I I love thinking about the way that the cinematography especially could have improved. And you're right, like I in terms of it not like having like, it doesn't have the best, like, story structure, but having that heart of Malin for me is, like, all that I need for that 92 minutes or whatever the actual movie is. Yeah, yeah. Like, the she real movie is, is. She is fantastic. Actually, on the 92 minutes, this is the other thing I don't get, right? So, supposedly, the movie just replays itself until he's killed. But he's, right. he's getting killed every time. They're just not actually seeing it. So, I don't understand what kind of, like, the magic- behind that is like is it that she needs to be the one to kill him or can they just watch him be killed because i feel like there's so many ways like my first thought if i was sucked into that film would have been how can i do the least to survive (laughs) so i would have like climbed a tree like yeah especially thomas middleditch knows the film so well they would have known where he's going to be killed they could just go straight to that point now and just hang out and wait for it Well, that even, like, that would be when Nina Dobrev is like, oh, Paula's the finer girl. I'm going to stick with her, like, white on rice. Like, just stay yeah. near Paula. Like, she's going to live. And yeah, she yeah. dies. But, yeah, I guess it also that I was like, okay, so if it restarts every 92 minutes, but those people, but if you kill him, you move on to movie number two. Does that mean these are now a full new set of these characters and there's infinite copies of these characters yep, yep. <laughs> live and each new start of the movie is brand new ones and then they graduate to the next film right yeah that's we need interesting. to start our own fan-made <laughs> sequel where we're like actually it's a time paradox i i would be very curious to hear if they at any point had plans for a sequel or not because the ending does kind of allude to setting one up like i just i can't yeah. see a purpose for that ending otherwise no, and I wouldn't have – I would have been interested to see a sequel. I think it will be really hard, though. I think it is, like, a standalone because it is so creative and you kind of don't want a second one. Like, I feel yeah. like that's the way kind of a lot of these, like, screen life movies are yeah. where the gimmick – not that they only rely on the gimmick, but that the gimmick is an intrinsic part of it. And so you kind of – you don't want to watch the same thing again. Yeah. So I don't know if they could do another one. But I la- I mean, I keep watching to see what those writers do. And the director, I feel like, directs stuff with The Rock maybe now. I oh, I mean, doesn't everyone direct something with The Rock? He <laughs> is in, true. like, He's every in movie. movie. <laughs> but one of, the, one of the writers, I'm trying to figure out, one of the writers was an actor, and he was, like, the kid in something weird. He was the kid in Halloween 3, but he was the kid in something weird where he was, like, really? a real goobery little kid. <laughs> and I... Teen witch. He was like the little brother, and he's like, "Hey guys!" And now he he co-wrote this film. That's actually hilarious. That's really funny. 
And something about that I like that it's like a person who acted in 80s movies. Yeah. It was in, I think, Near Dark, was in Teen White, like kind of does know that world a little bit. Actually, honestly, it shouldn't it shouldn't have any effect, but knowing that kind of escalates it for me. Now I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> oh my God, you're going to have to just watch it and find all the clues, make a yeah, little definitely. string map, yeah. <laughs> get your red string out. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's get to that then. How are you scoring this film? I, ho- I hope that my discussion hasn't doubted anything and- I'm not going to lie to you. I would watch this again. Absolutely, I would rewatch this. I'm not saying this is a bad movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It just slightly missed the mark for me. But it, It's a great movie also to like watch with other people, to show people. like It's a fun, because people haven't seen it, but they kind of know enough of the actors that they're not like yep. tricking me into something. <laughs> yeah, yep. I would give it, I always, try, I always feel like I don't give things 10s because I'm like, something has to be perfect to be a 10. Yeah. And weirdly, I would, I would like rate like, disobedience a 10 i'm like that's a perfect film <laughs> or rachel vice spits in rachel mcadams mouth that's cinema i, I mean, would call rachel vice c- is cinema isn't she she oh, is fuck, cinema. she's good <laughs> she's so good so she gets 10s i would rate this a solid i'm gonna say a solid 9.5 nice I was, nice because i the fact that i wa- when i watched it it was my like probably 10th time watching it and i cried so hard at various scenes and i was yep. just like but i wouldn't necessarily now that we've spoken, I don't know that I would ever tell anyone, like, this is like a horror comedy. I think I'd be like, it's a comedy that kind of makes fun of slashers is maybe yeah. the better, the better, so that I'm not tricking anyone. <laughs> well, I don't feel tricked. I, I don't hold it against you. <laughs> is this Halloween-y enough? People are going to be scared. Oh, it's, nah, nah, it's, <laughs> it's fine, mate. It's fine. People will be scared. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so scared of all this sexual harassment that happens in this film. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, please don't be offended. I'm a six out of 10, which okay. is, it's a positive. Solid. It's above five. Yeah. Yes. I, like I totally enjoyed it. I just found that I loved when it was really leaning into just being funny. And once yeah. it kind of stopped being as funny, but I wasn't scared either. I was just like, what am I meant to be feeling right now? So. Yeah. But okay. fun film. What is a movie? I have a question for you that's unrelated, but I trust your judgment. What is like a movie that you've seen in the last five years that scares you? Oh, man. Honestly, okay. not a lot scares me. Uh, this Okay. This is going to sound stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get much more real life scared. And oh. I've, got, I've got two daughters. I've never been more scared in my life. Than the movie Thirteen. Do you remember Thirteen? <gasps> oh uh, my God! What was yes. that girl's name? Um, uh, Nikki Reed and yes. Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Yes, fucking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I know that that's not in the spirit of the Here's question. Something you asked, scarier. <laughs> Nikki Reed, the girl who wasn't Evan Rachel Wood, wrote that movie based I, on her I own know. life. I know. I so know. They, they were happened. literally kids. Yeah, it's messed up. That movie so terrified me. I just. I feel like I don't like a movie that has a jump scare. I don't like I saw the Nighthouse recently and it played a sound that was so loud and jarring that my body curled up in the fetal position and I was scared that I was injured. Yeah. But I was like, is that scary or did they play a loud sound? <laughs> you know, or like the Gerald's game with Carla Gugino, that oh, midnight man. man. I love that, that movie. But I wouldn't call that a horror, but that midnight man gave me nightmares. Yeah. Like just yeah. that one sliver of it. So I'm just like, I don't I don't know. I don't maybe I don't don't like 
horror. I don't like Midsommar. I didn't like Hereditary. I don't <laughs> See, like- but even like Midsommar and Hereditary, I wouldn't necessarily. I guess you'd go psychological just- horror. Or honestly, art house horror <laughs> would probably right, be the like best definition. Right, because I like a thriller. Yeah, I like I- a Silence of the Lambs, which isn't like a horror, but it's yeah, chilling. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a little bit more like my wife. She hates anything kind of supernatural. So, like, mm. thrillers, like Silence of the Lambs, she can do. But anything that's, like, about demons or ghosts or anything, she like finds that. too scary, which They're is mean. weird. I'm a little bit the opposite. I find them more fun. And thrillers are the ones that actually scare me. <laughs> I have never watched it since first seeing it, but I think- every single night about the film The Strangers because I don't like that they're like, why are you doing this to us? And I'm like, because you were home. And I'm like, I'm home all the time. Yeah. You come get me. That- <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. I'm the same. In movies that are like, well, this this could actually happen. That's the one. Yeah. That, that's, or even like movies that like, well, this actually has happened. That's good. Right. <laughs> but for Halloween, like during the month of Halloween, I want to watch Halloween. I want to watch Hocus Pocus, Halloween oh, Town. Hocus like, Pocus. <laughs> I like the goofy. Like, I want to watch even like Candyman, I think is chilling, but not scary. Like, yeah. I, that's kind of what I want to do for Halloween. Yeah. Agreed completely. Thank you so much for joining me and for making me watch this film. I had so much fun chatting with you about this, and I can't wait to have you back on the show to talk about something else. <laughs> but oh my god, you, thank you. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and your excellent show and all the wonderful things that you do? Yes, uh, you can find Tasteless wherever you get podcasts. And I, bel- I covered. I said why the Final Girls is better than Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Because I take two movies and I compare my favorite to like a movie that people love. Recently, I did do one where I explained why if you're looking at movies about like isolation and stereotypes, American History X is great, but also you could watch Shrek. Shrek. (laughs) So good. (laughs) No one's come after me yet. So I guess it's okay for me to say that. (laughs) Um, But that's like the vibe of the show. And I've covered a lot of the kind of 90s like slasher fun. Like I know I did. I know you did last summer versus 12 angry men, you know, that kind of that kind of thing. And I do strong female leads where I interview wonderful actresses who have been mostly in slashers. Yeah. Those are are so wonderful, though. Yeah. They're awesome. Those episodes. I just get, I just am like anybody that I'm fully obsessed with and I own 40 of their movies. I'm just like, please, I love you so much. Yeah. To have Jody Lynn O'Keefe from Halloween H2O was such a thrill because I know. That- every time you post one of those, I'm like, oh, oh my God, Emily Here's spoke to this person. <laughs> like- Here's what's surprising. You email a publicist and sometimes they write you back. Now, 99% of the time, no one talks to you or they say, <laughs> get out of here. You, you dummy this person's famous but sometimes you hear back and it's exciting it's on the same tasteless feed because i was like i'm not having two feeds it's all uh, yeah, you get what you get sense. yeah yeah no i highly recommend everyone jump across and listen to tasteless it's just so much fun it's so much better than this show on like that's Let's let's be real. <laughs> Can I say number one? I love your show so much. Number two, to see your recording space and see you have like outside light coming in, you're living the dream. <laughs> when they let Americans in, me and my cat are moving in with you guys, and you can prepare your family. We we don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, come over anytime, anytime. <laughs> and honestly, I can't wait till we 
find time to do this again because this was Please. so much fun. <laughs> oh, this was my. I've, I genuinely have been looking forward to this since we talked. Like it's been oh, my you're calendar. The best. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've been like, I'm gonna get to talk to him about this. What a day! <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Well, next week, um, I will be talking the new Halloween uh, with my good <gasps> friend Paul from the Countdown, which is going to be excellent. Can't wait to talk about that movie. I'm assuming you're excited for that one. I know that you loved the 2018 one. Have you already seen it? Is it out there? Not yet. Not yet. I think we get it in about two weeks. So There's a West Coast premiere here the, like, the day that I'm moving away. And I'm devastated. <laughs> gotta get in there. I gotta see Jamie Lee Curtis and her triangle there. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, that's awesome. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchedathing at gmail.com or wewatchedathing.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and I'll catch you next week. Would you describe this as a comedy horridy, or would you just call it a- Fuck. My pronunciations are fucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's true, actually. I love yellow as a colour, but I would never wear a yellow shirt. No, you'd look insane. Yeah. It's I really should write like- stuff. I, I, I'm so terrible. I, I, I don't make notes. <laughs> I know that I, mean, I should. <laughs> uh, my crazy person notes were just like, let's see. Unleash the beast, cherry pie was one of my notes. <laughs>